What's going on, everybody? Nate here. We did another live podcast today, and uh, we were lucky enough to have actually Jason Shaw reach out to me right as we were starting and saying that uh, he wanted to jump in and talk. So uh, we basically have Jason Shaw the entire show for this one, which is pretty cool. He talks about the match a little bit. He talks about the unfortunate situation that happened with his uh, wife, Ara, and uh, well... I guess you'll you'll hear it firsthand from him, so there's no reason for me to talk about it. Uh, I have a couple announcements to get out of the way in the beginning. We are going to be giving away a free Predator Air Rush Jump Cue. $600. We're going to be giving it away to one of the lucky Patreons uh, that are either currently a Patreon or will become a Patreon. Uh, you have basically until the end of December, December 31st, to become a Patreon. Uh, and I guess uh, everyone who's a Patreon is going to get entered into the drawing based off of how many entries, or I guess how much uh, your Patreon level of support is. So I guess to give the update, there's tiers. There are $5 a month, $10, $20, $50, and if you want to go just absolute crazy, uh, we have a $100 tier that I was requested to have set up. So if you are in the $5 tier, you will get one entry. $10 tier will get you two entries. $20 tier will get you five entries. $50 tier will get you 14 entries. And if you are in the $100 tier, uh, you will be given 30 entries. Uh, this is going to be, uh, like I said, the drawing is going to be at the end of December. You have from now until then, if you would like to have a free shot at winning that. Uh, the Patreon also, of course, helps uh, to sustain the the financial viability of the podcast going forward it's actually one of the actually it is the by far the biggest reason that i have been able to do this podcast full-time for two years uh the podcast is free it's always going to be free you don't have to worry about that but if you want to give back uh to some of the content that we create here and feel like you're a part of the reason why we're able to continue doing it the patreon system is for you uh that is going to be in the description of the video you can also head over to the Facebook page on uh, Cue It Up Network, and you can also see the link there. But uh, And, of course, you can always reach out to Nate or the podcast itself, and we can get you hooked up with the information for that. Uh, I guess other than that, that's the only big information that I have this week is that uh, we are going to be giving that away. And we also do a Manscaped ad in the middle of this video where their entire website at manscaped.com is 25% off. You can head over there and get yourself whatever products you want uh, if you are interested in that. And other than that, let's just get jumped into this podcast. I'm a real deal. I'll shoot your liver out and hand it to Pinozo's, Pinozo's searching for his dignity. That's right. He's no. He, oh, he dropped his. Uh, he he dropped his apology note to uh, Earl. He's uh, he's going to take the first twenty minutes of the podcast today to uh, to uh, to uh, give a formal apology. So uh, whenever you're ready, Pinozo, you can give it. You can take it away. No apologies here. We stand by what we say over here. That's right. If you don't mean it, don't say it. There you go. Can't, can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Demetrius. Yes. Who are you? That is not yes. a, that's not a that's a hologram, right? That's not really you. That's right. This is uh but if you if you're watching this, I'm it's because I'm dead. Yeah. 
Um, I recorded a few things. I wanted to say, Jim, you're like the father I, I never wanted. Okay, moving on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Starting off oh, strong. Old enough. That is a really big, wow, gloves are off straight away. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere, huh? Well, it's good to have you back, Demetrius. And, of course, we still got uh, Jim Telfer right here. I'm assuming sharing, which you guys should I'm doing a lot of sharing here. I just shared a couple of times. We got uh, Molina Mike down here, uh, way farther over there. You think I'd get better at this? Uh, you got Mike Pinozo, and then way over there, you got Demetrius. So we are all here. And uh, I guess we're going to be talking about some pool, just like we do every single Tuesday, basically. And I don't know, we got nothing better to do. So I guess that was everybody's weekend. Anybody do any uh, pool playing? What is that like? <laughs> we don't actually play pool. We just kind yeah, of show up and talk about it, right? Yeah, those who can play, those who can't write. There you go. Well, there I guess go. I have some exciting news for everybody that's out there. Uh, I signed with a new company in the last week that I would like to talk about. Uh, so you can see down at the bottom, you see the WC. That stands for White Carbon. They are now going to be sponsoring this podcast uh, going forward for at least the next forever. So uh, in the future, we are going to have, once they get up to ground, they just launched on uh, November 1st. So once they get launched and get uh, properly underway, uh, I am actually going to have a series of shafts that are going to be loanable. So if you're listening to this podcast and you would like to try out those shafts, you're going to actually be, uh, be able to reach out to the podcast and say, hey, I want to rent the shaft from this date to this date, a maximum of a week uh, once you get it. But you'll actually get to try out the shaft for free. And then when you're done with it, you can send it back. And of course, you know, we're going to we're going to have a lot of uh, trust in you guys. And hopefully we don't get burned out of that. But, uh, you know, we're, we're actually going to allow you guys to rent out the shafts. Why? Because I think that they are really, really awesome shafts. And I want to get them into your guys' hands so that you guys can try them out, too. I think that that's going to be a really good option uh, to help them out since they are a new company. And I think it's going to be great for you guys to be able to try something out before you potentially want to get it. So uh, just know that that's going to be coming in the future. And in the meantime, we are going to be sponsored by them going forward. So White Carbon is the new shaft that I'm with. And uh, you guys are all going to be getting one at some point in time soon if you would like one, of course. Outstanding. Uh, that's really cool. Nate, do they make uh, cues, jump cues, break cues? Is at this point, is it just a shaft? Tell me about their product line. So right now they are only uh, shooting cues and break okay. shaft. So uh, it's, a, it's a carbon fiber company and it's only carbon fibers. They don't make anything wood. They don't make anything uh, plexiglass or anything like that. It's just carbon fiber cues. Um, and yeah, they have, uh, what the thing that, I guess the thing that I find neatest about is they have interchangeable joints. So the, the days of buying a radial shaft and a unilock shaft are over. You buy a shaft and then you buy the insertable pin that you can actually take out and exchange. So instead of what buying another $500 shaft, <clears throat> you are going to be able to buy an interchangeable joint for about one seventh of the price. And that's it. One more what is shaft and that's it. Go on. What is this? What is this blockbuster loan a shaft program you got going on, buddy? Well, uh, what I'm going to do is once once we get up going a little bit more, I'm going to actually have three or four shafts, ah, probably two or three shafts that I'm going to have literally just rentable shafts. So I will ship them to you. You got to cover the costs of shipping, of course, but uh, I will ship you the shafts. You can try them out for a week and then you can send them back. 
that's it. Well, so you I'd can like find to out if you rent a shaft. <laughs> I could uh, give you a list of I could give yeah. you a list of players around the <laughs> Minneapolis area that probably shouldn't be on that loaner program. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing there, Demetrius. That's, <laughs> we, need yeah, yep, that's we need some references around here before we go and just <laughs> ship you. I shaft. think uh, oh. I, I'm gonna. I'm sure I'm gonna get burnt at this at some point in time. But I, I have faith. I think the queue it up. I think the queue it up listeners are better than most, and I and I have my faith in them. I think that uh, everyone's gonna be good with it. So let's side bet. How about that? Uh, <laughs> wow. What do I get odds? Do I get odds oh, out of this? Man. I'm, I'm I'm dead stealing. You can ask for whatever you want. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess a couple questions. Uh, do, 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 do is the the carbon is still black. It's 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 a black shaft, but uh, they're completely customizable as well. So you can you can customize the taper. You can customize the balance point. You can customize uh, the I guess whether it's end loaded or uh, front loaded as far as. Uh, where the weight is going to be at it's there's a lot of things that you can customize it's, it's a great shaft we'll talk more about it in the future but at the bottom you see we also have one pocket so uh that's molina mike's venture talk about that when when you guys coming out with some more gear we're working on it i actually just got i wish i can turn my camera around but i just got a big shipment of stuff so i'm gonna be doing some ads and all kinds of fun stuff but we're working on a bunch of you know fresh uh, uh gear as well so just stay tuned it's just the process man i've been on the road for the last few months so but we're getting there. Yep. And of course, we have Mike Pinozo way down there. He is the owner of uh, Billiard Digest. So uh, you guys should definitely be subscribing to that. Mike, why don't you plug yourself a little bit with the Billiard Digest? And uh, I'll plug the magazine. I'm never going to plug myself. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. We wait till <laughs> we get to this Manscape ad. You do a lot of things you never <laughs> thought you'd do. <laughs> no, BilliardsDigest.com. That's where it's at. Uh, if you want the the real stories behind a lot of the players and events, uh, unvarnished. Uh, that's where you go. We've been doing this for 40 plus years. So, uh, yeah, just always happy to be part of the industry. Gold standard, yep. Mike. Thank you. Absolutely. Demetrius, you got the MF <clears throat> boot camp. Give yourself a plug quick. Thanks. Yeah. I, I do a uh, three day pool boot camps for serious pool players. And, uh, Actually, last week was pretty fun. I had a gentleman come from Vancouver, Canada, and he was one of the uh, stronger players I've had a chance to train with, uh, you know, competes at over a 700 Fargo rate level. And so, you know, and this guy has been playing most of his life. He, he's, he's a mechanical engineer. He understands the physics of the game better than anyone other than like Dr. Dave. Uh, very, very, very knowledgeable, very experienced and very, very high level player. And uh, after spending three days together, he told me that he said it was absolutely worth the money. He said he couldn't believe that at his level that he could learn that much and that he's practical application. He, he's going home. He said he's played the two best testers of his life, gambled with a guy that was over 730 and beat him three sets handily. The guy couldn't believe how well he was shooting. So I just, if I can, if I can take a great player and make him stronger at, at the age of 56, by the way, he felt like his best days were already come. Uh, and now he's got new hope that he can maybe wow. get to another level. So I feel like that's really strong. So, I mean, check me out mnpoolbootcamp.com. The MN stands for Minnesota. So minnesotapoolbootcamp.com. All right. Thanks. And Jim, we'll let you plug yourself. Uh, you have a uh, a clown show that happens at the Moscone Cup. Talk about how people can get involved with your clown show. Buy me a drink and you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Simple enough. I figured you'd like Simple that. Simple <laughs> And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll like to be. I'd like a, to 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 make a plug for the 
for uh, well, how long are we live now? About I don't know, about five minutes. And already the biggest ass hat of the day goes to Mr. Peter Bong. Well done, Peter. Classy comment. <laughs> if you're still watching, there we go. <laughs> well, but there's still time. <laughs> there's still if time. Anybody, that's, that's if anybody out there that's hold up pretty well, yeah. If uh, if anybody out there wants to uh, try to compete, you know, go ahead now. Uh, so I guess, uh, oh yeah. And then we have down at the bottom, right? We have predator. Uh, we have a, uh, we have a deal with them. We are giving away a free predator air rush to one of the lucky Patreons of the podcast. So, uh, we haven't talked about this too much recently, but I'll, I'll give it a little plug right here and I'll throw it out there in the, uh, the comments here. The Patreon program is basically a way that you can, uh, support the podcast that's free. So, of course, this is free. We're here every single week, and it's going to be here every single week for free. Uh, if you would like to donate to uh, the, the the future completions of the, the podcast and how you can help it uh, continue innovating and doing new things, there it is. Jim has the air rush. Uh, you could you could join the uh, the Patreon program, and for as little as five dollars a month, you would be entered into winning a free one of those Predator Air Rushes, which was donated by Predator Cues. So thank you very much to Predator. And I guess with all the the plugs out of the way, let's uh, let's talk uh, let's talk Dennis and Jason. And we have Jason in the comments there. He said he's just got home. Put him on. Uh, he said, let's Can go. we get him into the podcast? Uh, we could probably get him in, Jason, if you would like to join in. Uh, you have the link. Uh, it's the same link that you've used before, but I'll send you it again. I need to get on Jim Telfer's loan acute program, too, while I'm at it. <laughs> while, I'm si- while I'm signing. I tell you, I, that air rush is a good cue because even I can go over a ball with it. And if I can jump with that stick, then it must be pretty damn good. You can almost make contact, too. You can get over the ball, and you're almost mm. hitting your object. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite there yet. But, you know, I'll get there. You almost steps. hit it once. Baby steps. <laughs> well, it they like ju- they jump right. so good. They jump so good. The hardest part, getting them to take off is easy. It's it's actually hard to get them to come back down to the table. That's how yeah, they just jump. Just I've I've actually lost three cue balls now. It's uh it just goes off into orbit now. Yeah, escape velocity just. Yeah. But the good the, the good thing about it is you you've you've got three different kind of settings you can put it in. You can put it in the long set and you can put it in the short set and you can also take the middle piece out and put the handle on as well, which gives you a little bit more uh, a little bit Let heavier cue to get over those real short ones that you just need to get up quickly. It's uh, no, it's it's good cue. Like it. Yeah. Well, Jason is supposed to be joining in, so. Uh, you yeah, guys are all going to get to hear from Jason. Oh, it's about to go downhill. Uh, where where do we go from here, pals? Where do we go from here? Nowhere <laughs> but up, I suppose, huh? Well, Let's just let's all sit move. here in silence until he comes. <laughs> let's we, talk about the match can... while we wait for Jason to come on. Yeah. All right, well. well uh, talk about the first two days. <laughs> the first two days, I mean, was there a, was there a match that – Anybody can remember in the near history or even further back that was better than this over the first two days? I mean, there's a lot of that you can throw in the same category, but we're talking like giant swings. I think Jason was up like 14 games at one point, and then Dennis wins 15 of the next 16 to tie it up and then takes the lead, and then Jason storms back out to a lead. Dennis comes back, gets out to a lead. Jason storms back. I mean, uh, what was it, Uh, 40 to 36 after day one? 80 to 72 after day two. Does that, that sound right? Yeah, he I should think. have been down by like 11, I think, going into day uh, day one yeah. or day two, rather. But I think he's, just he's just in day two, just, just day two on its own, I think there was a 30-rack swing 
<laughs> a 30 rack swing in a race to 40, basically, because Dennis won both days. So you're playing a race to 40, and it was a 30 rack swing. I mean, these two guys, that, that's that's getting on a roll, both of them, you know, and I, I've never heard of anything like that between two top, top players for, for, for them to, 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 to bite a, a, 30, uh, a 30 rack swing. That's nuts. So, I, oh, Jason's here. There he is. Welcome, Jason. What's up, guys? How you doing, pal? In one second, one second. Um, There's that pretty little face. I've not got a clue what the fuck I'm doing here. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Well, there goes. Well, there goes the explicit tag. Uh, One second. Uh, Mike, Mike, what's that? How do I, how do get, I, get, the this, how do I get this one pocket logo off my forehead? Rotate. Yeah, I'm rotating it, but um, there we go. Sit right there, J- mm-hmm. Good. That's pretty Amazing good. Look better. Game. I know that. How are you doing, pal? How's how's Ara? She's um, she's calling the doctors now, and she's like she's super dizzy every time she like kind of sits down. She's like dizzy, um, you know, feels like she's gonna throw up. Sorry to hear, man. That's terrible. You said she's at the hospital now. No, she's calling the doctors right now, trying to get um, trying to get in. But have you have you only just arrived home now? Yeah, I mean, I literally just walked in the front door. Jeez, oh. Uh-huh. Were your kids That's with you? No, my kid's not with me. My kids are upstairs. No, but I mean, were they there in Oklahoma? Uh, no, no, no way, mate. Oh, no. Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Kind of weird, mate. Kind of good, and then... Uh, Good and then ruined, um, which could have been something special, but never really got to finish what I started, which was uh, unfortunate. Well, take us take us through what happened. Uh, I, I guess shortly after Saturday ended, from uh, from there to the rest of the night. Take us through what happened. Well, you know, obviously from the start, everything was good. You know what I mean? I was enjoying myself. I felt good. You know, I practiced a lot leading up to it, putting a lot of hours. And, you know, I went there. I was really confident in my game. Um, you know, I knew it was going to be tough. I knew Dennis was going to, you know, it's Dennis is Dennis. He just never know, never gives in. And I knew he would never give in no matter how many games I'm up or how many games he's up. I'm, I know I'm still going to fight, you know, because it's, it's not, you know, you can you can definitely lose it on the first day, but it's still never over until it's over. Um, so I felt like the first day I, I finished strong, which gave me good momentum going into day two. So I went to, to bed, you know, pretty happy with how it ended. And then day two, I came out really strong. Um, you know, I think I made one or two little mistakes in between of being up maybe 15 games. And then, to be honest with you, I didn't really do much wrong. I think I came to the table maybe two times and I was hooked. Um, you know, and he put, to be fair, he put on a great performance to, to come back and take the lead 60-59. But I knew I was still in the match and, uh, you know, I just kept grinding away. 
and then obviously it finishes 80 72 could have been different i missed the 10 ball um yeah i think the score was like 76 72 or something like that. i can't really remember um but yeah after that I kind of just stayed there for like 25 minutes after the match got done and i was practicing and ara went to the bar and she was over there i didn't really know what was going on me i was like i said i just stayed there practicing and then i got done at 12 o'clock and i went over to the bar and i ordered a beer and we were just standing around the, the high top table talking it was me phil ara and uh scott simonetti and um steven the guy who does the the commentating for omega so we're just all sitting there talking and nara said to me i will leave soon it's like 12 33 or something like that and i'm like yeah just let me finish this beer i literally just took one sip out of it and then she said i'm hungry and i said yeah i'm hungry too i had eaten for like seven hours eight hours and then she said i feel dizzy and then within like 10 seconds of telling me that i literally just turned my head to talk to steven and phil was facing her like this way and she lost the power in her legs and fainted but she did like a 360 and she face planted on the wooden floor jesus Christ! and the noise was just crazy mate it sounded like someone had took a baseball bat and like smashed the floor as hard as possible but i didn't know where it came from and then phil was like man what the fuck and i turned around and i seen her and she literally was completely out me i mean like our eyes were rolled back um she was like not even moving so i tried to pick her up and and i couldn't even pick her up so phil tried to pick her up with me now me and phil together both way over 450 pounds bill's a big boy and we couldn't even pick her up yeah we we could we couldn't even pick her up together we, we couldn't even hold her up um she was completely out dead weight um I grabbed her and I was like shaking her, like, you know, shouting her name and stuff like that. But she was completely gone and then she wasn't breathing at all. Literally wasn't breathing. Um, and then I just panicked and I just thought the first thing to do was give her mouth to mouth. Everybody's just standing around me watching me doing it. So I gave her mouth to mouth and then there was a woman who was a nurse and she was in the pool room and she came over while I was giving her mouth to mouth and uh she was like i'm a nurse and i was like she's not breathing like she's literally lying there with her eyes open but her eyes were rolled back in her head and she was out and um the woman's like i'm a doctor and then about 45 seconds later after the woman was over like grabbing her neck checking her pulse and i was like she's still not breathing and then all of a sudden she started like twitching like her lips and then she kind of just slowly came around and she had no clue what the fuck was going on like zero clue um she was completely out of it so obviously when that had happened she first fell i was everybody was shouting call the ambulance but the ambulance she was laid in the pool room on the floor for over an hour um with just a bunch of people around her you know what i mean trying to make sure she was okay so it's probably the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. It just it, it just happened so fast. It just happened so fast and and just strange. And then from there, obviously, she's been like two o'clock in the morning by the time the ambulance come. 
then I got to go in the ambulance. But when she got up and they took her on the, the, the stretcher to go out in the ambulance, she was throwing up before that in a bucket. And then we went out to the ambulance and I let them kind of do what they had to do. And I looked through the window and the ambulance man and I seen her nose just piling with blood. And I was like, oh, shit. Because she fell pretty hard and smashed her head, you know what I mean? Um, so when I seen the blood coming out her nose, I was like, oh, shit, man, that's not good. But I guess she had face planted. That's why her nose had started bleeding. But my first thought was she just cracked her head on a wooden floor. Now her nose is dripping with blood. So I was thinking the worst. Um, and then from there, I didn't get back to the hotel till like 4.30 in the morning. And I couldn't even take her inside the hotel. I had to get Phil to come back to the hotel with me to get her out of the car. I couldn't even pick her up. She was completely out of it. Um, you know, she'd only had, what, two and a half shots in the pool room. And I'm talking shots like, like this were like soda in it, you know what I mean? Like filled with soda and barely any alcohol. Um, you know, and I don't care if you never drink in your life, you don't end up like that for three or four days, you know, and still feel the way you do now. Um, so I, I was up to like 7.30 in the morning. Um, you know, she was just throwing up, she was shaking. She was just, she was completely out of it. Um, Jason, so I'm sorry. Day, uh, I have a... Question, Jason. Why? It seems like they would have brought her to a hospital. Why did they uh, bring her from the ambulance back to the hotel? Why didn't they? Like, did they? Did they think that? What did they say happened? Why would they think that she was okay? The guy was. I, I was explaining to them that she doesn't really drink a lot. You know what I mean? But she mm. don't. Like I said, she'd only had. She that somebody had offered her a shot, and she basically put like a full can of Sprite on top of it. You know what I mean? Like she pulled, like, she was like, I don't want that much alcohol. I want a little bit, like a tiny little. And the guy's like, like, that's nothing. She's like, I, I don't want any more than that. Um, and supposedly someone else bought her a shot, but she didn't even drink at all. She only drank like a little sip of it because she knows that she doesn't drink a lot. Um, you know, I've seen her with drinks in her too. And I, 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 the way she was and the way she was, acting it was just like there was it that wasn't alcohol it just 100 no, percent wasn't so, alcohol so that so the ambulance the people thought that she was just drunk when and so they they sent her home yeah they took yeah they took her blood pressure they took her sugar levels checked everything and everything was fine um and they were like you know um do you want to go like get a head scan and they were like you know, I wouldn't, if I was you, um, you know, I think she should just go back to the hotel and sleep it off and she'll be all right. So I was like, okay. So I ended up getting her in the car and then I drove her back to the hotel. Um, and like I said, I was up all night till like 7.30 in the morning. And for like, I woke up at like 12.30 and I didn't really sleep, to be honest. Probably slept like maybe three, four hours maximum. I was up every half hour just to keep checking on her, make sure she was okay. Um mm -hmm. Then I was running around just getting stuff for her, food, whatever, but I knew she wasn't going to eat anything. But when I went back to the room, she was literally. Nope. No, you're muted. Yeah. Might have got a call or something. That's some Still scary stuff, you. man. As a. Mm -hmm. yeah, as a totally I, 
as a father, as a husband, as a everything. That just gave me chills, man. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Demetrius. I don't get, I don't get the whole ambulance response myself. <laughs> it's not making sense to me. Uh, you know, she could have had a concussion. She could, I mean, there's, you know, she fell face first. She's bleeding from her nose. I, I don't understand them just taking her vitals and saying, okay, let, take her home and let her sleep it off. I mean, you think someone who has a possible concussion, the last thing you're doing is sending them to bed. Uh, so, yeah, it seems a little bit weird. I don't know if we can Still hear you. Still can't hear you. Still can't hear you, Jason. You must be muted. You might want to come, go out and come back in, maybe. I think you just did. Oh, did he? Nope. Uh, he's going to leave and come back in, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys here. Uh, Jason and I talked last night for a little while, and I thought it was – I mean, it sounds like she certainly has a concussion off bashing her head. And then on top of it, like just, just letting her – I guess just giving her the opportunity to go back to the the hotel without any monitoring just seems weird. You hear me? Yeah, yeah we yeah, can hear yeah. you. <clears throat> but the, yeah. Jason, did they, did they did they not did they not do any blood tests or anything? They no, they didn't do any blood tests, mate. So uh, they just, like I said, they pinched her finger, took like her sugar levels, all that stuff, and. Everything was fine, and the guy was like, oh, you know, I've seen this a bunch of times with people that don't really drink. You know, I think you should just sleep it off. So, like I said, went back to the hotel, did all that stuff, kind of just tried to make sure she was good all night. But when I when I was supposed to leave it, like, I left the match. Was it starting at 5? I left around, like, 2.30, uh, 3 o'clock. When I left, she was literally lying on the toilet floor, and she couldn't get up. Um, and I had to leave. I had no choice. You know what I mean? Like I had to go play. Uh, it's not like I could like just stay in the hotel room. Um, so I and I had like left food and drinks, and I'd got everything possible that I could so to to, to make sure she she had something there. Um, but I went obviously after all the match was done. I went back to the hotel, and she was still lying there. She hadn't moved. I think she was probably laid there for like five, six hours on the floor. Jesus. Um, yeah, so it was kind of, it's a strange one. But like I said, at 12.30 that morning after I had I had uh, lunch with Phil and Tommy um, and I had left them. As soon as I left them, I went straight to Walgreens or CVS it was and I bought a drug test. And I went back to the hotel and it was one of those tests. It was like 50 bucks and it picks up everything, everything that you can possibly have in your system. And when she did it, I left it like 15 minutes. And when I checked it, everything showed up double lines, which was negative. And the only one that didn't have a double line, well, it did have a, a, a little bit, but compared to every other one, it was like super clear. The only one that was like a quarter of a line that was there and it said BZO. So I checked it up and it was Benzo, Benzo. Benzodiazepam. So yeah, that's what it was. It's a date rape drug. It's, um, it's supposed to be like a Xanax type of thing. So straight away I told her and I, and you know, like I said, I, I've seen people, you know, drinking and I've, 
you know, done stuff when I was younger and I could just tell the way she was, mate. She was like rattling. She was shaking so bad. She could even hold a bottle of water. Anything she put in her, she was throwing back up. I don't care if you've never drank alcohol in your life and you drink two small shots. You'll never be like that for three or four days. Never in your life. So I go back to the pool room and I'm there. And just just when I went in, it just felt weird, man. Like, it just felt so strange. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I wanted to play, but just I couldn't concentrate. I really couldn't, you know, not taking anything away from Dennis. He did what he had to do, you know what I mean? And, you know, I... He, he he actually, as soon as I came in the pool room, he actually, I could see he was like, you know, he was shocked as well. He was like, why and what happened? He was like, we were just there, like, you know, we just got done. And then I went back to the hotel and then I got a phone call. He's like, oh man, I hope she's okay. It was just strange. It just, it kind of took the buzz away from the match. Um, and one thing I, I want to just add, you know, there's some questions about why the match wasn't postponed or canceled or, you know, whatever. I, I just think that, and I, I will let you answer, Jason, because no one better to answer, but I, I think that it's easy for people to sit there and say, oh, well, given the scope of what's going on, we should postpone. But you got to understand two things. It's one, Jason was going off of what the professionals and the ambulance told him, which is, oh, she's going to sleep it off and be fine. And the other part is, you know, uh, that, you know, he's in shock. You know, it's like sometimes when you're in the middle of this, it's hard to get your head around what's going on because it's just so surreal. And 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 finally, you know, Jason is a stolen champion where, you know, he comes from a mindset where the show must go on, where it's like, you know, you put your eyes down, you look at the finish line and, and anything between you and that finish line, you just kind of have to kind of stay focused. So it's like between between his wiring to just get the job done and just the surreal shock of the moment, along with the people telling him that, that this is like normal somehow. I, I, I think he just, you know, it's like, it's hard to always have the right perspective as to where you're at in the moment. And uh, I, I'm not surprised that he would just like, what's he going to do? I guess do what my job is. And uh, I just, when it's happening to you in real time, it's hard to really, it, it's just shock. Right. I and mean, what are your thoughts, Jason? What was going yeah. through your mind? Well, obviously they had said to me, oh, you know, like when I had seen her that morning, I knew she wasn't, she was in a bad, a bad way. You know what I mean? Like I could just tell, like, you know, when I was younger, I did a lot of partying. I did a lot of shit. So I know like how I feel or how when I <laughs> took something that was bad, you know what I mean? I did all that when I was younger. I used to party a lot. So, you know, I kind of know by looking at someone and seeing how the reaction is, I'm thinking that's not alcohol. That's something else. Um, I can't really prove what it was, but I've had to take a drug test and I see that popping up. My wife's never took a drug in her life, ever. Never smoked or anything. Um, so it was weird. I, I, I wanted to... They said, oh, you could push it. I've spoke to Mike. You could maybe push it back a day. But then on Sunday, she was terrible all day. Then on Monday, she was worse as well. So if I push it back to Monday and she's still like that on Monday, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, do I... I still got to go play anyway. So I just thought, you know what, just try and go there and try and kind of block it out a little bit, man. But as soon as I walked in the pool room, man, I just, it, it's weird. I just felt, um, I felt like I wanted to play. I tried to, you know, give it my all, but I just really couldn't get my head around what had happened to me. I literally thought she died in front of me. I, I couldn't believe what I'd seen. Even Phil was like in shock. He couldn't believe what was happening. He had to go outside. He couldn't even watch it. Um, 
So, I, like I said, I tried. Obviously, Dennis just does what, does what he has to do. You know what I mean? Obviously, um, if I was Dennis, I'd obviously just be trying to get the job done. It's it's not, you know, I'd still feel bad, but he did what he had to do and fair play to him. But I just uh, couldn't give it, you know, all the attention that I had done the last couple of days. And I thought to myself, it could have went very, very close. Um and it could have been, you know, one of those matches again, like when he played Shane, it could have went super close, could have been a match for the ages. But I really just couldn't come to grips with what had happened. And, you know, I'm not making excuses um, and I'm not trying to use this as an excuse for anything. Um, but anybody that was in that pool room and seen what happened knows um, it was just it was just a surreal moment. And uh, hopefully I never have to witness that again for yeah. anybody in my family or anybody else for that matter. I don't think anybody, you know, I'm really not all that interested in in the match score anymore or, or you know, the swings and momentum or any of that stuff. You know, it's, it's mostly about what happened to you, Jay, and, and what happened to Ara. And, um, you know, not to be like, you know, super cop or anything, but did you talk to the pool room about, you know, spoke, yeah. video Listen, cameras or tape or anything. I Usually, I mean, the bar is where they would normally have a camera, right? I, I, uh, spoke so to just the curious. I spoke to the owner and he had told me I could come down and check it yesterday. But I was like, I couldn't leave her yesterday. I'd already left her all day. You know what I mean? Um, it was kind of tough, man, because she was literally, she was bad yesterday. She didn't even get her head up off the floor for hours. I mean, like... I, I couldn't even pick her up. She was like crying so bad. She was slabbering out her mouth. She couldn't even hold a drink in her hand to get a drink to her mouth. Um, so I spoke to him today. He said he looked over the tape and he didn't see anything, um, you know, but I'd like to have a look myself. I spoke to him today and he said he's going to try and get me a, a copy, um, like a thumbnail drive thing, and send it over to me um, so I can have a look. But, um, you know, I just, uh, I just don't really know, man. There was, um, <clears throat> it's tough, man. Like, it's just tough. Um, I just really, really don't know kind of how to really explain how I was feeling yesterday, or should I say when Sunday when I was playing. It was just tough. Like, I felt okay, and then all of a sudden, I would just be, like, thinking about it, you know? It was just, just mad. I think anybody in my situation, half of the people probably wouldn't even have showed up. They'd have just left, um, you know? But there's a lot of money being bet. There's a lot of people paying to watch it, and, you know, things happen. Um, you know, I'm luckily she's still here, and, you know, she's hopefully she's, she's going to get better and, you know, kind of make a full recovery, but... I just kind of got kind of gutted to be honest. Um, just felt like I was playing well enough to, you know, put a stamp on it on the last day and kind of give it everything I had, like I did the first two days. Um, and I felt like, you know, at any given moment, both of us could have run many packages. And like I said, it was a great match, and I just felt like, in the end, it kind of just had no option or no real choice to really give it a hundred percent. You know what I mean? I was in there half-hearted and um, hopefully soon I spoke to Dennis, maybe when he comes back in January for the Derby after that, we can, you know, 
try and run it back. I would like to run it back, and I'm sure a lot of other people would like to see it run back. And, um, you know, there's, there's not much else really I can say on it. Obviously, the guy in the pool room that owns a pool room, he's a super nice guy. You know what I mean? He's an older gentleman. Um, you know, I don't think it was him or his staff or anything like that. I think really someone who was in there betting on the match or something like that, you know, did something because for that to show up on the drug test means that something's happened because where else would it come from? I don't know too many people that just uh, randomly find Xanax in their drink when it isn't uh, malicious, right? (laughs) Did she get at any point when she didn't start getting better the next day, did she end up going into the doctor or the hospital? Were they able to confirm anything or do any further testing or was she just continue to stay at home? Yeah, she was literally like, I, I mean, couldn't get up. I'm talking like could not get up, could not even lift her head off the pillow. And I was like super worried and I'm like trying to feed her all sorts of like power aids, gator aids, like anything with energy, you know what I mean? I was just trying to like get something in her. I must have spent yesterday and the day before, I must have spent about $400. My, my hotel room looked like it was a fucking shop. It looked like I'd went and robbed a shop and brought all the stuff back to the room. I had food everywhere, man. Honestly, it was it was a joke. I ended up eating all myself. I must have gained about fifteen pounds in two days. <laughs> Honestly, I was just eating, man. Like I, I just I was buying something and she, like I was hoping she would eat it. Then I was going out and I'd buy something else, hoping she would eat it. I would just go get coffee. I was going. To, I was just doing everything I thought it was right. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was just brutal, man, the way it happened, because I thought, um, I just I gutted more than anything, because I was playing well, and I'd put a lot of time in, and just for it to happen like that at the end was just sick, and, um, you know, like I said, obviously, I'm glad it wasn't worse than it happened, because literally five minutes before it happened, she was like, let's go, and if I never drank that beer... Who knows what would have happened? I got in the car and she passes out in the car while she's driving. You know what yep. I mean? It could have been a lot worse than it was. Could have been fucking both of us dead. Yep. So, so luckily I, I ended I, up staying there and having a sip of a beer. I had a, uh, I had a, I did a little bit of research into this, and I, I think Molina Mike did too. I'm not sure if uh, he wants to talk about it, but it, it sounds like this isn't a one-off. It sounds like this, this particular location has had a couple of these incidences in the past uh and you had somebody reach out to you jason did you want to talk about that uh not really i don't don't think it's my place to say about that um i did hear about something similar to um happening in the pool room to someone a couple of months ago they had a few drinks and then all of a sudden just passed out fell off a chair and smashed his head and took a seizure so kind of strange um you know, just a weird, weird thing. Um, I just, I just still can't get my head around it, to be honest. Just, just crazy, crazy moment. And like I said, man, I hope that never happens again, because that was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mike, is there anything that you wanted to add to that? Fuck the match. Nobody cares about the match. You played well. We hope, we hope she's all right. That's the main thing. Um, Y'all did great on the table, man, but I was saying whenever you were trying to, you know, 
get going again. But you know, I'm I'm a father. I I got a wife, and everyone's got someone that's special to them. There ain't no way I'm going back to that pool room if I'm if I'm playing a match. You know, not until I find out what's going on and having that peace of mind. I couldn't imagine what you went through. I hope I never have to go through what you guys are going through. And more importantly, I just hope she gets this shit out of her system and gets back on her feet literally and figuratively as soon as possible. And I, and I can speak for everyone on here when I say that. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, it was just a, a strange as well, because like I, as soon as she got took to the ambulance, I thought I'll call her parents, you know what I mean? Cause I didn't really know what was going on. And then I called her parents and they must've been talking. And then I called back like 30 minutes later, man. And my son jumped straight on the phone. He's only three and he's shouting on the phone, daddy. And I'm like, what? And he's like, mommy's dead. And I'm like, fuck. Oh God. I'm like, like, yeah. He's oh. like, dad. he's like, daddy, mommy's dead. And I'm like, well, what do I say to that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what? And he's like, mommy, mommy's dead. I'm like, no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, like just weird me. Like for him to hear that and then say that I was like, wow. <laughs> he must have heard her parents speaking because I'd said to them and literally she looked like she was dead for over a minute like she wasn't even breathing at all like zero life to me it was like I was looking like a dead body that's what I was looking at and I was like trying to pick her up and I was like shaking her I was like I couldn't believe what I was seeing in front of my eyes it was just mental Absolutely mental. Um, wow. it, Crazy man. It even certainly rough about it. it's, uh, it's unfortunate because uh, Bills hosts a lot of these big, big action matches, and I, I mean, I hearing a couple of the things that I heard, like I'll, I'll never drink in there. Uh, I know that I, I, I don't trust it. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it's. I mean, I, I have to assume that it's not the staff. I have to assume that it's not the owner. I have to assume that. You know, it's just one rogue actor in that in that place. But um, I, I don't. Yeah, I definitely, definitely don't think. I definitely don't think it was the staff because when I was getting stuff like Bill was giving me the drink, you know what I mean? He was there handing me stuff like I was only drinking water uh, most of the time. I had a couple of beers after the first night. Um, I had two beers. That was it. Um, you know, and I watched them pass me. There was nothing going on, but. Something went on. I don't know what, when, or where in the pool room was it in those two shots. You know, um, I remember at one point, right, and I, and I was just speaking to her in the car earlier about it. The score was around like sixty-five something. I can't remember what the score was. Sixty-two something or something like that. And he went to the toilet. And I went to the toilet and I got came out the toilet first. And when I came out the toilet, Aura was in the bathroom and her table where I was sitting right next to her was right next to the woman's bathroom. And I mean, like this was this was her sitting here like this. And the bathroom was right here where my table is right behind yeah. her. So people were just going in and out the bathroom, the woman's right. bathroom. Now, when I came out, she was already in the bathroom. Now, I just went straight past the table and straight outside. Then about five minutes later, she came flying out the door and said, he just broke dry. You should come back in. So 
there was drink sitting on the table. She was drinking um, club soda in one of those like see-through red glasses, like a plastic glass, you know what I mean? Um, you know, and that glass was sitting there. But that was like maybe, well, 15 or 17 games away from getting to 80. Now, I don't know how long that shit takes to kick in or or anything, whatever it may be. But that was a that was the time where our drink was on the table where there was nobody around it. Now he said he looked on the camera to see the people who had gave her drinks and he didn't see anything. But you know, I'd like to I'd like to run it and see it myself. Um, you know, and see if I see anything. You know, you just never know. It only takes a little quick second to 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 to, to make it happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> so kind of kind of crazy man just just nuts and uh yeah i just wish i could have got to finish the match even if i would have got beat i know i would have got closer um and i would have gave him all not i'm not, not saying that i didn't try and give him all uh, on sunday i just couldn't i don't think focus. anyone would blame you though just... yeah I don't, you got you got some you got the your wife at you know at some hotel room in the middle of nowhere you know, and you don't know how well she's doing. I don't think anyone yeah. blames you, Jason. Yeah, and I know, I know she's lying on the floor. I know she's lying on the floor in the toilet. I just know it because I left her, and she was like, "I can't get up, I can't get up." So I know that if when I'm there and she's not getting up, she's not going to get up herself when I leave. <laughs> so it was kind of weird, man. At the at the end of the day, the, I mean, it's just a game. At the end of the day, you know. Yeah. And, you, I mean, if you if, if you if if you if you really want to focus on the on the pool side of it, then look at your first two days, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you really want to talk about the match, it was a great match for two days. Day three, nobody expect nobody's going to go out there and perform at their a, a, a decent level uh, or at their best level under those circumstances. At the end of the day, as long as your wife's all right now, as long as Ara's going to recover and she's going to be fine. Give her a couple of days, stay at home, look after her, and uh, hopefully there's no, uh, yeah, hopefully this can be kind of put behind you. And uh, even better if something pops up in a video or if somebody knows something. I mean, generally when these things happen, it's not one person. There's more than one person that knows who it was. What, man? Uh, and you never know. The chances that you find out who it was is, is small, but... Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, just, I just think, you know, I just think you need to just be grateful that that, that it only got as far as it got, you know. Because, uh, yeah, like you said, it could have been a lot worse, you know. Definitely grateful, obviously, that, you know, I wish it would never have happened, but I'm grateful, obviously, she's still here because it could have been a lot worse. But I just feel bad for, you know, a couple of people that staked me, man, because there was a lot of money bet on the match, and, uh, you know. It just, I, I feel more bad for them in some sort of way just because they never really got to see the end of the matchup. You know, they never really got to sweat what they were into. The first two days, they were loving it. You know what I mean? They were all about it, sweating it. You know, the, you know, they, they were loving the match. Everybody was loving the match. The match was unbelievable. Um, but okay, but just, they, 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 they've got to understand the situation that you were in. 
And no, if, they, they don't, they, if they, they don't they, understand they, that, if they don't understand it, they're not the kind of people you should be doing business with in the future, anyway. No, they 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 get that. They obviously know that. I, I apologize. You know what I mean? Like you know, I just um, that was my first thing. I would always do, um, no matter if that didn't happen or not. I would always, you know, thank them and you know, hopefully, like I could do it again and you know, try and you know, get something back for them. Um, well, I was just ter- disappointed on the way it finished. That was all. No, I understand. But listen, in terms of proportion, it would be like if you had a million-dollar bet and then, like, one dollar on the side. If you won the million dollars and somebody stiffed you on the dollar on the side, it'd be hard to be too upset. In terms of proportion, I mean, I'm just so – I think we all can say that we're just so glad ours okay, that, you know, are doing better. This is just, that I, I just think that, you know, the – the match is the match, and I know it. You know it hurts for you. Uh, as far as uh, the ten ball and the quality of play, I, I mean, I'm still in shock over something that happened years ago when you were playing Shane a race to uh, 120. I thought it was, um, and and I think he had you by like 25 to 30 racks on day three, and you came storming back and got it like single digits and almost came back and won that. I, I've never seen anybody playing ten ball against Shane stunk over 25 racks rally back and almost take the set back. And ever since then, I, every time you play a 10-ball match, I'm glued to the screen just watching to see what's going to happen. We all know uh, that you had it in you and that you wanted nothing more than to go out there and play. But I think we just have to really, you know, in terms of priority, it's just, it's, it, it, you'll have another set, Jason. You know, you'll have many more. So I, I'm i proud of how good you're playing, and uh, I'm just glad that your family's intact. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I see someone in the comments there saying that, um, you can't comprehend why I would just leave a line on the floor um, if I knew she wasn't feeling good. Like, what else am I supposed to do? i got to go finish the match. She's telling me, you go, you know, she's going to get up, she'll be all right. You know, I, I can't just not go and finish the match. That looks worse than, than, than playing. I would rather play and play terrible than not show up. You know what I mean? Like I would rather just go. I don't there think anyone would have blamed you though, me, Jason. You like, know? I don't. I don't, you, I don't you, think you, anyone. I, I, I was talking with this about with a buddy of mine and just like the logistics of it, right? Because you got pay per view buys, you got people who bought, you know, seats and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, man, that would just be a mess. And he was like, Mike, I don't give a shit what kind of mess it is. No, you know. And I don't think anyone would have blamed you by by choosing that route. No, you know. At all. But like you'd I said been, earlier, you'd have been well within your rights to turn around and say, listen, I'm not playing it. I mean, it's not like you were in a massive hole. You were eight, eight racks behind. The day before, you'd you'd thrown, a, you'd thrown out 15 or 18 racks to one at the start of the day or something like that. I mean, there's there's no way that anyone would accuse you from running from the match kind of thing. You know, your prior, you, you do what you feel is right at the time. And everyone's going to have a different opinion. You did what you felt was right. And... Um, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that Ara is okay. And I saw Ara in there saying she's sorry. You're going to be sorry about Ara. Just get better. Simple as that. And uh, yeah. you're, you're, the, you're the victim here, not the, not somebody that needs to be apologising for anything. You're, you're right. What you're saying there, obviously, like people will have different opinions. But I only thought, even though what happened, like if I win, then people are going to be like, oh, he did it for this. Obviously, if I lose, then I say, oh, this happened. They're like, oh, you're blaming that on losing, which I get, you know what people like, people on, you know, just social media or cunts, aren't they? They just don't get it. But what I'd like to say is I'd like to take anybody 
who has a wife and put them in that situation, I want to ask them what they would do because probably 95% of them would say, oh, I would probably, you know, I wouldn't show up or I would do this. Or you get the idiots who would say, oh, yeah, I would have went out there and did it for her. Like, I'm not trying to. Of course, I went out there thinking I want to do it for her and fucking, you know, win and, you know, try and get out of there and try and make some something positive out of it. But it just is very, very tough. Um, it's tough when that shit's going on, especially when you when you play pool at a high level, you're so zoned in and you're so focused on the match. You know, there's so much focus going into that and for something else for crazy to happen like that takes that focus away. And and especially when you're playing someone, a high caliber player who's, you know, in Dennis, it's tough no matter who the, the top player may, it may, may be. It, against any top player is hard enough, but having something else happen to go along with it just kind of takes that that real focus away from what you're you're there to do. But I mean, it's very easy. It's very easy for people to come on and say, uh, "I would have done this" or "I would have done that." Yeah, yeah, you can say that. But at the end of the day, how many of the people that are saying this have actually been in that situation? I've never been in that situation. I haven't had my wife lying in front of me, not breathing, and having to give her mouth to mouth. How many people out there have had that happen to them? So you can't, until you're in, in, in you don't know how you're going to react. And nobody knows how they're going to react to something like that because it just doesn't happen to everybody. It's a very small portion of people in the world that have actually gone through what you went through. Uh, so for people to say, yeah, I would have done this or I would have done that. Yeah, okay, get yourself in that position first and then we'll see what you would have done because... Yeah, the amount of shock... The amount of shock yeah, he was, like, I, like I, just to repeat, I mean, he was in a lot of shock as to what's going on. He was probably, he was given bad information by the medical staff and the ambulance as far as, oh, she's just going to sleep it off. And so being told that she's going to sleep it off and being shocked about what's going on and, you know, not really understanding the nature of what's going on and then being so zoned into the pool match and just like, I, you know, he's just for three days. He's like, got to get there, got to get there, got to get there, got to get there. And then this weird stuff is happening and it's just surreal and he's being told it's going to be okay. I mean, you can't expect him to, to have – it's not like he got to calm back down, live a week or two of life, kind of stabilize, get some perspective, ask some opinions. I mean, this is all just like, what are you going to do? And I can understand, man, just, you know, any anything that he does, it's it's just – it's a it's a situation beyond what we're supposed to cope with in terms of stress and uh, both in terms of the pressure and what's, you know, the match and what's going on with his wife's health. I, I, I just – to act like, you know, so for anybody to imply that, like, he's an irresponsible husband or something like that, like, it, it kind of fires me up. It's like, no, no, not doing that. I, He's he's kind of a hero, man. That's it. Even, even the, like, they were like, you know, you could push it back a day. Like, when I seen how she was on Sunday, right, I thought to myself, I'll go play and I'll, like, go try and win and try and, like, you know, get it out of the way and then deal with that after it, you know what I mean? Um but then, like, even if I would have pushed the match back until Monday, she was terrible on Monday also. So now I've had a full day of looking after her. I'm probably up all night again while she's thrown up, not sleeping again. And then Monday comes, and now I'm super exhausted. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, and then what do I, I mean... do from there? Do I, be like, do I be like, oh, I didn't sleep last night again. I've been up all night. Now I've had two days to go through that instead of just having that 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 five, six hours sleeping, going straight at it. I might not even have slept on the Monday. 
well, the, the Sunday like, night, let's, you know what I mean? If we would have pushed it back until Monday. These these matches don't just happen between two people, right? I mean, there's an entire team that is putting this production on. Sure, maybe you and Dennis, you know, as professional players, I mean, this is your job. So, I mean, you could postpone it a day or two, but there's there's six, seven, eight, nine, ten people that are built into these productions that, you know, they have day jobs, they have you know work during the week, they have families, yep. they can't just they can't just take seven, eight, nine days out of their life to be able to run one of these events when it was only supposed to take three. Like, you just can't ask eight people yeah. to just cancel their life so that uh, you can get two to three, four days uh, to where Ara's okay. And you, you, you know, you have the mental burden off of your shoulder. I mean, you either, I mean, unless you're going to pick it up in a month from now when he's back uh, for Derby, it just doesn't work. Like you can't just, you can't just necessarily postpone this for four days and play again on Wednesday. Like at, there's a lot of people that have lives and you can't just cancel all of their lives so that you guys can do a, a match four days later. It's, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's not, it's not a tournament where he's like, you know, in the early rounds of some tournament, it's a, it's a one-on-one, you know, you kind of have to assume that if you don't play that day, I mean, mentally speaking, it's like either you're going to finish the match now, or it's almost like you're kind of leaving it up to a resignation almost. And, 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 and when you have other people's money tied up in it too, like you say, you know, you got a lot of other people, you're trying not to let them down. Uh, If it was, you know, if it was a tournament match in the middle rounds of some, you know, local tournament, or if it was just some, you know, money set where you just had, you know, a thousand of your own money on it, you might've made a different decision, but you, the match either happens or it doesn't. And you get a lot of other people betting on you. There's, you know, nothing you can do for your wife at the moment. You know, you're being told she's going to, you know, sleep it off. I, it's, yeah. I, anyway, whatever decision you made, I mean, I just, I just think for anybody to, I, I, I think everybody should just kind of take a deep breath and, 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 and just pay respects. That's it. Yeah. Just, like I said, that I just would like, if someone else was in my shoes, what would they do? You know what I mean? That's, like, they don't know. I, I, they don't know. I, I really, I, I think, I think, fucking, like I said, the eighty percent of people would just walk straight out of there and wouldn't even went back. Possibly. Yeah. And and if and if you'd have did that, I don't think anybody could blame you if you did do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think any anyone yeah, but, worth the fuck is, isn't going and knocking you like one way or the other. You know, yeah. like it, it, if they're going to go and pass judgment off a decision, you go and make Jason to hell with them. You yeah. know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, I know that. Obviously, they're not they're they're not in my shoes, and obviously, sure. like I said, you know, I don't wish that on anybody um, to happen to nobody's wife or kids or nothing. You know what I mean? Some people might get into an argument and say some weird shit, but really, you don't mean it. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. in the moment, and you know, people say stupid shit, but when shit like that happens, I man, like for real, when people just try and like be a cunt about it. It just takes the piss, man. It makes you want to just fucking go yeah, find but... the fucker and strangle them. Do you know, do you know who these people, you know who these people are? These people have a profile. They're generally middle-aged, still living with their parents, probably never had sex. Well, not with a real life human in any case. They sit at home with a t-shirt on in front of their computer that's covered in pizza stains and Cheeto stains and they're sitting there on the computer, spending half their day trolling Facebook, and the other half watching degenerate porn playing with their tiny fucking cops. That's the kind of people that go on there and start posting this kind of shit on Facebook. 
Well, there goes making any money on this video. We're getting taken off from YouTube. It just took a turn, Jim. What are you doing? You're right what you're saying, though, because the people that say that shit, man, you look at these people and they got, like, one friend and, like, they post stuff and, like, one person likes it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even that. It's just the way it, like... It happened, and then you just see some people's comments, and you think, "Wow, man! Like are some people that fucking yeah. is it? Are they really that stupid? Like that dumb? And like the, the mother actually like dropped them on their the head?" Oxygen thieves. You know I mean? Oxygen has, thieves. Jason. Has there ever been a better listening. time to have a manscape ad, Jim? Has there yeah. ever been a better time for a manscape ad? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. All right. Oh, wait, yep. Here we go. We'll be back in about a minute, people. Oh wow. I think the person most excited for this is Demetrius. Demetrius, when was the last time you were able to do one of these awesome Manscaped ads? Oh, it's been too long. I've been I've been missing it. I you know I keep thinking of things to say, things I want to add. Um, it's just hard to really express my true the true depth of my feelings. I think we can see the excitement on your face, Jim. How Smooth. how are those balloons? Are they nice and hairless? Smooth as a baby's bottom. <laughs> Pinozo, Mike. What are you guys excited for this? You guys ready to talk about the lawnmower 4.0? I'm speechless. Well, I just, I, I just, every time we do one of these, I just think I hope the bushes don't match the lawn with some of you, with some of you guys. You know. Well, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it up to you to continue thinking about it, right? We'll, okay. we'll let okay. you continue thinking about that. So I hope I don't. This is going to be a very special ad. Why? Because they have a special campaign for this week. It is the Black Friday plus Cyber Monday campaign. So anytime between the 22nd, which is the 23rd, and the 29th, they are going to have an even better discount. 25% off. That's pretty fun. Jim, what can you do with 25%? Buy more wine. Buy more wine. Ask your wife what she can do with 25% more. He could have a dedicated manscaper for each balloon. <laughs> yeah, two hands and just go straight in there. Hey. Or down one here, one there. You gotta clean that back off too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fun. It's pretty fun stuff that. It's quality equipment, I tell you. It's it's good stuff. We can laugh at it all you want, but it works well. I haven't damaged myself yet, which is a which is always a good sign. Yeah. Demetrius, okay. have you damaged yourself? No, I was just thinking about it. You know, the, it's like, think about how much you probably spend on a good set of quality knives for your kitchen. And just realize, you know, why? Why? It's because we don't want to cut off a finger. But the thing is, you got 10 fingers and we take them pretty seriously. So if, never mind. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, there we go. That's our ad for today. We are here just to tell you guys that the entire site for manscaped.com is going to be 25% off. You can get yourself a lawnmower 4.0. You can get yourself the weed whacker. You can get yourself the crop. You can get whatever you want. Anything you want on that website is uh, now going to be 25% off the entire time. We are going to have the link for the website in the chat box for easy convenience head over there right now i promise we have nothing better to talk about the rest of this podcast anyways go over there and get yourself some sweet sweet gear 
Pinozo is just, uh, he's like, why do I have to do this ad? I could be over there getting all the crop, the crop preserver right now. Why do I have to be here? That's it, right? I'm I'm running two screens. I'm ordering as we speak. Perfect. All right. (laughs) Everybody check out manscaped.com for 25% off the entire website today. Yay, outside money in the pool. Isn't that great, Jason? I was just in the middle of... My man stays TV ready. I was just having a little. Tr- I was having a little trim there, getting ready for when you came back. Uh, uh, did you manage? Did you to get the whole thing done in the time uh, to do that yeah. ad? That's funny. That's funny because I looked. I looked up there, and I must have left this down here the other day because I was looking for the charger for it, and I must have left it down here. Yeah, we don't want to know why it's my bag. Here. Yeah. I looked. <laughs> I looked in my bag when I was gone, and I was like, "Man, where's my where's my shaver at?" I'm like, "Where's that gone to?" And then I just looked there when you said manscape. I was like, "No way!" <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's sitting right there." <laughs> that's, that's uh, so that's so Jason. Good. I I, I, I want to ask you a question, and and just off the off the topic of of uh, of what happened with with Ara and um, in your opinion, having played both guys. Do you, do you think do you think Dennis and Shane is a lot closer today than what it was, let's say, three years ago? Um, right. Let me put it like this then. Right. So I played Shane twice. Right. And um, you know, uh, Shane's break kind of like gets in your head before you even start. Right. Because you're like thinking he's going to break good no matter what. He's not worried about that. That's that's something he's not going to be like, oh, man, I can't find my break. That's something he's never worried about. But with Dennis, it's like, yeah, I know he breaks good, but it's like it's not like super, super, super consistent um, as much as Shane, but it's definitely improved. But I will say this. I think Dennis has got way more gears higher than Shane. Wow. I think just just watching Dennis, man, like I'm up like 15, 16 games and fucking in 30 minutes, I'm up one game. I'm like, huh? What happened? I'm like, I didn't even look at the score. I looked around. I was like, oh, they, they got the score from over there. Like, I I was like, wow. Just some of he just plays so free and just like when he's on, man, it's, it's hard. It's hard to fade. And when Shane's on, it's tough to fade. But I just feel like when Shane's on and Dennis is on, it's just a different, it's just a different style of play. Um, I think if they two play again, it's very hard to bet against Dennis. Man, like he's for me, he's obviously I think he's the best money player I've ever seen. You know, you can say whoever you want, but the last few years he's proved. You know, he's 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 right up there. Um, you know. It's close, but I think I think he's uh, definitely the best money player. He's non-stop playing for money. The guy, mm-hmm. like literally non-stop. He's any he's driving to pool rooms all over the place. He's playing in every single tournament. He's gambling every day, putting himself in big games or getting staked in games where he's given like ridiculous spots and just outrunning the nuts constantly. Um, Are you kicking your wall, Jason? 
Nah, I've got my feet up. I've got my feet up on the wall. <laughs> I'm getting motion sickness um, watching yeah. your camera jiggle around. I mean, we, we, we talked about we we, we talked about. Oh uh, uh, no, well, I got this. Oh, okay. Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike mentioned it in the last podcast, saying that 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 you know the the difference in this match would be could well be the breaks that that you've got a better break than uh, the the than Dennis and like you said not that Dennis got a bad one but yours is more in the kind of the the elite category of uh, ten ball breaks. But at the end of day two, I had a look at the stats. Somebody posted the stats, and the breaking stats were just slightly in Dennis's favour at the end of day two. Balls made, dry breaks. I think you were just slightly behind on both of them. So I mean, he's obviously he he, he was he must have been breaking really really well. If you're looking at the uh, 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 having an advantage with the break, Dennis kind of took that he away had, in the first two days. He, he he must have been breaking really well. He was he was he was only making like one ball though, but he kept dressing the one ball up a lot. And every time yeah. that he would yeah. he would hit hit like two or three breaks real bad. Like I mean, like real bad. Like I'm talking like you hit them, Jim. can't be be that bad no but i'm talking i'm talking like i'm talking like he's breaking and he's hitting the he's hitting it so bad that the cue ball's spinning like with lots of spin already and it's coming over this way and and he'll like hit a ball and make it but the one will dress right up over the corner and he did that when he ran the seven pack his first two breaks were like amateur breaks like hit them so bad and he he shit a ball in twice and then run five run seven from that uh, when it was twenty eighteen he hit two bad breaks the cue ball hit the one and it had so much top spin on it he never even popped it it just went down the table hit like two rails and went hit another ball and came back out and he had a shot and um, there was a lot of times in in the middle of the set when on day two well he broke the balls dry and. The amount of times the one was right over the hole and I had no shot. I couldn't even do nothing. I'm like pushing out to leave him a, a, an easy shot. You know, I, I, there was a lot of times like that. And there was a lot of times when I sh- kind of played good safes on him and he would hit it, trying to kick it on the other side, but I would hit it on the opposite side and somehow get away with it. Um, there was a lot of times like that that happened, but it, it happens in long sets. You know, it kind of levels itself out over the distance um you just got to deal with it and you know just keep doing it and hopefully at some point you'll you, you'll get a shot um but i felt a lot of times when i played safe on him and he kind of got away with it and then i would like go to re-safe him or i would be hooked i would kick it good and i would double kiss it and leave him straight in um yeah. you know and if you look at a lot of those games back there must have been over 20 games like that where I had played good safeties and he would kick it, but somehow leave it in a spot where I didn't really have a shot or it would break and nothing would go in and the five and the four would be on the side rail tied up or something else would be tied up. I felt like I was always having to do something when he came up dry as well. When I came up dry, he was like straight in most of the time. Hey, Jason, I got a question about this. So, you know, when the when the race to 100 first came out, I mean, it's they've been around for about 15 years when Shane and Corey was – first one to kick it off back then it felt like uh race to 100 was long enough that it was always decisive now of course now we know that you know shane just had a big skill edge over Corey, and so it was decisive but generally speaking a race to 100 always felt like enough runway to find out you know who the better player was now that with the break evolving the way it has and templates and the way the tables are playing and the level of play today it just feels like a race to 100 today 
with the swings that we see, it's hard to really feel like it's decisive either way. If you got to wave a wand and you knew that your opponent would play whatever format you wanted, whether it was, you know, race to five sets or, or one race to 120, what would be your dream format? I think I would like to play someone um, best out uh, I should have first to five sets, races to 25. Um, I think that would be good, or play a race to 150. You know what I mean? Like you said, the, the, the break's so big now, that and there's so many swings in the matches where people can put big packages together, you know what I mean? Fives and sixes, or sevens and eights. It, it definitely can be done, man, because just the way the equipment is, like, uh, you know, new cloth, the, the pockets are standard, the balls are always slick and clean and stuff like that. So it becomes... For when you're playing a longer set for top players, it kind of becomes a little bit easy in a sense of a way. Um, you know, would you like not to see... easy playing, but yeah, it's, would you it's like to see easy once you get going? Would you ever like to see a move to like uh, at these you know predator events lately? They've had like a triangle rack, uh, or would you like to see the break rules or the break equipment change just so that the break? is reduced a little bit, or do you like the way the break plays in 10-ball? Well, I don't mind it. What I would like to do, I'd like to play someone with nobody racking the balls, none of the players touching anything. Agreed. I'd like to I'd like to see a, a proper match set up where it's a proper, proper professional match. Like when you watched Earl play Efren in, was it Japan or something like that? They had someone racking the balls, white gloves on, waiting there ready to break no you know i'd love to play someone where you have a professional referee i would I love can't. to have nigel reese i would love <clears throat> to have nigel reese do it um come in rack the balls let him use a template let him do whatever he wants but just stand there and get ready to break you know even the the big matches now it's tough man like you're racking the balls the same way every single game. Mm -hmm. Balls in the same spot. You're getting the same layout over and over and over. It's and over. brutal, dude. Um, it is so it is so brutal to yeah. go and watch at times where that one ball is just dressing up. And and I didn't watch a whole lot of the match, but what I did see when Dennis was breaking, it was the same shit over and over again. I can't fade that ten ball like long matches like that where they're just being able to control everything because you guys are are so elite at being able to put the balls how you want it and control everything, you know, that I want to see more pull, you know, I want to see yeah. you having to go and adjust, you know, and when it comes to pocketing, but I kind of did that though. I, I was, I, I was breaking. Okay. But if you watch, I was all over the table from the line. I'll break him from the left, breaking from the right back to the left, to the middle back to the left, to the middle. I was trying to find something, you know what I mean? I was trying to find some spots where, you know, maybe I could set the one up. I kept breaking good, but I felt like the one kept getting kicked a lot. And I would have like, I was going to have an easy layout, but the one would get kicked. And now I got no shot on the one five times out of 10 breaks. And then the next time he breaks, he's breaking, but the one gets kicked and somehow manages to leave him a shot. It's just kind of tough. Um, but I would love to play a match where nobody's touching the rack. Yeah. The only thing that's stopping it is that, you know, 
unless you find unless you find a Nigel Reese or whoever is prepared to do it for free, then somebody's got to pay for it. But what, what's I mean, if there's if there's so much money getting put in these games, what's, what's what's wrong with putting five percent to the to the referee and making sure that both players are happy and that, that that nobody can make any comments about it afterwards? I mean, and also, I mean, I it always seems to be well, you know, it's a race to one hundred twenty ten balls, a race to one hundred twenty nine ball, or it's a race to. 1,000 it, straight. It's, it's more than that, though, Jim, because the backers have to go and agree that they want to go and have someone neutral. And that's but the part it's of the best ref, that, if it's a, if it's that, a That's the difference. Because they want to get their money in knowing that their man knows how to go and manipulate it. That, that's like, Well, exactly. Have, that's the whole gambling thing. But if you want to find out I who's have. best, you put, you put the best referee in there and he says, I'm racking the balls for you. I'm it's the best referee. I'm the best it's a, in doing it's, this. We're going to find out who the best is. I heard um, when when so I was talking to Phil, I think it was, and he said to me that um, so the last time that Dennis beat Shane, I heard that Shane saying I want to have a neutral racker rack the balls the next time, and then that was after the Hill Hill win to, on nine. Yeah, ball yeah, with and, the nine then on the I, I, yeah. and then I said to Phil. Um, I'm like, yeah, that would be good. I would like to play someone like that. And then he said, oh, Dennis and Shane said, why should we let someone else rack? We're the best rackers in the world. Like, mm-hmm. so I get it because now you're going to stake Shane for 100K and he can't touch the balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm only going to bet 10 this time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's part of hold on a minute. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on a minute. You're racking your own chain. Okay, can I? I'll bet whatever amount you want. I'll take any amount you want. Huge difference. Massive. I want to see. Yeah, I, want to I see just the players think, get to. They get to pick their own racker, so you can bring your own racker for these things. Well, I but tell you what, they I have want. to rack the balls every time. No, because being neutral is like you. You got to. If you get slugged, you're gonna get slugged one way or the other, and you go and adapt, and you go and have to play pool. As crazy as that sounds, right? You're gonna have to go and move a little bit, and you're not gonna have the same. Cupcake layouts. That stuff's tough to go and watch in the and, eyes, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that too, right? Obviously, Dennis is supposed to be. Uh, he's going to outmove me, right? But I would still play that way, where I can't touch the rack. I would still do it because I think, even though we're racking our own balls and we're doing whatever, we can do whatever we want. Doing it the other way is more professional. You know what I mean? The, the game yeah, would look absolutely. better that way. Absolutely. Um, but what I would say is, I think now I've played a lot of money games, and I played Bergman. I've went to his own room. I played Shane twice, wherever they've wanted to set it up. I played Dennis there in that room. It's time for someone to come over to my room and play me in my own room. I think it's time for that as well because, I, yeah. But I, it's not even that. I just feel like it's time for people to step out their comfort zone where they've played matches multiple times or they've played in that same room a couple of times. You know, there's always been where I've gone, it feels like they've had two or three matches there or it's a room where they've played out of a couple of times. I would I would definitely love to, to give someone, pay someone some money and bring them over to my room and look after them and, and have a match over there. I think my fans deserve it. My supporters deserve it. And I think I deserve to get a chance to play a match in my room instead of flying all over the place and playing whatever, you know. So I mean, How many times has Dennis played on that like table over the last 
over the last 12 months. He played, uh, supposedly he's played like four or five matches on the. Yeah, I mean, tell me that's not an advantage. Sell, sell me on that. I, and, and, I, I'm not, I, I, and I'm not I, taking anything away from Dennis at all. Don't make it seem like I am. But yeah, of course, was, of course. At the end of the day, that's the thing with, with, with money matches. The money matches, you know, it gets Yeah, you're up. gambling, aren't you? That's it, you're gambling. You do what you want as long as both players agree to it. As simple as that. And then you do what you like. I didn't want any hassle in the match. I didn't want to get into the racking, fucking checking the rack and doing this and doing that. I just wanted to go there and play pool for three days, give it my all, you know, play against one of the best players as ever played the game for money and and in and, and general um you know um i wanted to go there and give them all and have no um arguments over the break or the way it's set up or whatever i just you know and me and dennis never really have an argument we got on really well i respect him he respects me um we never we've played lots of times in tournaments and we've always had respect for each other we never ever got into any arguments um so I didn't. I knew it was never going to be like that with Dennis. Um, you know, there was never going to be anything other than just pure respect and and just a battle. Um, and like I said, I'd love to do it again. I'd love to play them and and play them on the right, you know, t- the right situation this time and be able to get three days where I can just put my full focus into it. And like I said, I had all my focus there for the first two days, but unfortunately, you know something happened and it just kind of was out my hands and I just had to go there and try and you know get myself pumped up and give myself confidence and try and talk myself out of it but it was so tough and it is the way it is and you know lucky if you see it and that's the the main thing and and you know pull will always be there um and there'll always be other matches but there'll never be another aura will there yeah I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, you know, you're not going to get me on here with you without mentioning Moscone Cup. I love yeah. the timing. I, I love the timing of this match because I thought, well, this is going to be three days of solid hours and hours and hours of battle and pool. This is going to get Jason. This is going to get him sharp. This is going to get him ready for for Moscone and give him an idea on on things that that, that he he needs to work on and where or where his game is. I know you only got really two useful days out of it. Did 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 you feel like they were? Useful days? Did you find out things about your game? Whether is there things that you think you have to work on? Are you happy with where you are at the moment as far as your game goes? I I did this match for that reason to leading up to the Moscone because now do I did it before a couple of times when I played Shane. I did it knowing that I was coming up to the Moscone or I was coming up to a long run of stretch of big tournaments and I did that and it really benefited me in the long run. I won a lot of big tournaments after that because I felt like I really was in stroke and I'd put the effort, effort into leading up to it. And, you know, those matches, you win or lose, you always learn something from it. And um, I definitely learned a lot from the first two days. Um, the third day, I can't really say too much about it because it wasn't really anything there for me. Um, so I won't really take anything from that. Um, but the first two days, I can take a lot from that. And I know now leading up to Moscone Cup, obviously, I'll have a couple of more sessions before I leave with the team and I'll practice hard. But I know that, the, that this match here was a practice. You know, obviously, it was a big match. But for me, it was all about getting myself back in that competitive uh, buzz match, put myself under big pressure. 
Um, and I felt like I did what I was leading up to doing what I practiced to do. Yeah, I feel like I could work on a few things um, that I've seen in the match. But this is good for me going forward because now I'm back in the pool side of thing. Like for a while there, I wasn't. I wasn't really practicing much during the year, obviously, because of the business and that. But I kind of went away before the World Championships and for like three or four months, I put myself back in the game and I was just playing and everything and practicing again and not really too worried about the business. And I'm still like that right now. So I feel like this will stand me in good stead, not just for Moscone Cup, but for the start of the year leading up to all the big tournaments again, because I've got that buzz back. I want to, I want to play more matches. I want to play big, big players, big sets. I want to, I didn't have that feeling for a while there, um, and I feel like I got that back in my body. So definitely um, gave me a little boost, um, and it's going to be good going forward because, like I said, playing big sets like that always gives you, you know, you're playing nonstop. You're playing for like, yeah. well, we're playing like six, seven hours a day. It's a lot of balls. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of balls. Hit a lot of balls, you're getting stroked, you know what I mean? And like I said, even if you win or lose, you still take a lot from it and you know that you've played well in, in a lot of good stages of the match. You know, you, it doesn't matter who you are. You're, both players are always going to miss balls and make mistakes. It's very tough to keep yourself composed over that long, long set. You know, like I said, it doesn't matter how good you are. You will miss balls and you will make mistakes. But it's all about how you bounce back and how you can keep yourself in the match and keep grinding and fighting. Have any other names been, been brought up to you or... Anybody you want to about, go play? About, well, I, I want to run that match back first. That's what I want to run back first. Then, you know, I, I really don't care. I, I really don't care who I play, to be honest with you. I think outside of Shane and Dennis, I'm not worried too much. Even Chang, I think him, Dennis and Shane, um, I think all the other guys, you know, I, I really do. I think in the big races, I know your fillers and your catches and all those guys. I just don't see filler playing ten ball um, quite yet. I don't know why. I feel like it'll be more leaning towards nine ball if he was playing someone. You know that? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I really, I, I really don't know. But that's what I heard. I heard him and Shane maybe playing nine ball. With a one on the spot, but you, but you know that if you know that if if you turn around and say, okay, you've got to come to me, whoever you are, you've got to come to me, you've got to play an, a, a location of my choice. You know, you're only talking about two or three players in the world that will do that. Yeah, and like I said, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to offer those guys. You know, I'm not. I play any of them. I'm not scared of me. At the end of the day, we're all. For me, there's not a lot in it. You know, if the brakes are working and the guy, everybody can run out, right? Yeah. Everybody runs out. We all we all do it. We all we all got that high gear. We all got that. It just comes down to the brake, and the brake's massive, and uh, we all know that. And um, you know, if your brake's working, you can put a lot of games together. If you're struggling with it, it can hurt you. And yeah, I definitely would offer anybody to you know. And like I said, I definitely pay them the way that. The players get paid as well from playing these other matches. And um, I would definitely invite any of them to my room. It would get looked after really well. And, um, yeah, 
I've 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 always wanted to play a match um, at my home room. I feel like it would be good for my fans having to watch all the time online. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'd love to play anybody at my room. Anybody's got an invite there, and that's not me just being just because of the way it is. But I definitely would invite anybody there to play me. Um, I'll come over play one day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, on, on you come, on you come, Jim. Uh, race the one, uh, race yeah, the one. I get the break. It, it would be nice. It would be nice to 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 play a match one room. Um, you know, it would be good for the business. It would be good for, like I said, the guys who always support me and never really get a chance to see me playing in person. Um, but yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm willing to travel anywhere and play um, as long as the conditions are right and good and um, you know everything. There's not going to be any hassle. Then I'm willing to go anywhere and play anybody. I'm not scared to to go anywhere. You know, um, I'm not really too picky on that. I, I definitely would go play and like if you said uh, next month January or you got to go Texas and play Shane, I would go play him. I would I would do it. Um, I enjoy playing them. I enjoy playing the big matches. I enjoy putting myself in those situations. That's what we play the game for, right? Play the game to play the best players and, you know, and, and play the big matches and try and make, you know, like history matches, isn't it? Like when you watch big matches at fighting in UFC, it's something, you know, you watch it and you're like, wow, it went five rounds and then this happened, this happened. You always go back and watch it, right? You always have a little look at it. You always see it pop up. So when these big matches come around and they go super close, everybody talks about it, but they always talk about it later in life, you know, and it's all about that. It's all about kind of legacy, isn't it, really? Having your name being spoke about in fucking 20 years when you're not you're not playing. Well, this is why you got a lot of fans, Jason, because of your heart and, and you know, your, your fearlessness and your um, style of play at the table. You handled yourself with a lot of class this weekend, man. And, not, and you know, you don't got anything to go and hang your head about. I know all of us are excited to go and watch you play in two weeks in in London. Um, and I hope <laughs> I hope the wife is, is there to support you. And I hope she's doing well when that time comes, buddy. Yeah, she's supposed to go out, man. I think she's going to get checked in that. And hopefully she can go out there with me and um... – you know, I have a good time. She definitely won't be having any drinks unless I give them. <laughs> uh, but but then again, I might not give her any just in case. But no, listen, I'd love her to go out there. She hasn't been the last couple of times. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to the Moscone Cup. I even, obviously, what happened, it happened, right? It's all over for me. I try and just forget about it now and move on and do what i got to do for the next 14 days for the Moscone Cup and give Team Europe everything i got. Um you know, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I know I'm going to play good. I'm, I've I've kind of put myself in a good situation playing the match. Obviously, it didn't go the way it wanted. But I put myself in a spot where I'm hitting the ball really good. My confidence is up. Um, and I feel like now pushing on into 2022, I can put myself in good stand where I'm giving it 100% again. And when I'm giving it 100%, in the tournaments, I always have a good runs, you know what I mean? So, and it's got a lot tougher now. So I really knew I had to do something to get myself back in stroke. And this match kind of did that for me. So um, 
I'm looking forward to the end of the year in Moscone Cup, and then I'm really looking forward to the start of next year because there's going to be a lot of big events. And it looks like all January we're going to be playing, and then I got some stuff in Dubai, which I've been invited there to do some stuff for two weeks, so I'm going to go there. And then from there, it's all matchroom events. So, yeah, looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully I can, you know, get back in and start winning some big events. Let's start, like with, start, let's start with snapping off another Moscone, another MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope we can all go there and it can be a good event. And I think this Moscone will probably be the best Moscone out of them all because just because of what happened the last year and a half, um, I think it will be loud. It will be exciting. Jim and I are excited and, to get uh, back in that crowd. I can't wait. I no, can't wait. It's gonna no, be awesome. There's gonna be there's gonna be fireworks there, man. There's gonna be Earl's gonna be going. Mike, Mike Panazzo, you already started it. <laughs> Is Mike gone? Mike's I, I, seen his po- I, I, I seen his post earlier. Mike upset Earl. I seen his I, yeah, he upset him. He said he yeah. didn't he doesn't care he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the press conference. Are, are you sorted out for the press conference? You've got your list of uh, subjects to cover. <laughs> I don't I even. Do you know what? Mate? I was up. actually, I was actually thinking about that when I was driving back home. There, mate. I was actually thinking like, I just want to go there and just play and just get my head down, do what I did last year, and just focus and try and win. And like, obviously, I'll have a few things to say in that, but I just don't want to like, you know, I, I, yeah, I'll have a laugh and a joke in that, but I just want to go there and put on that serious face and do what I have to do, man. And it's all about winning, right? And it's obviously all about having fun as well. So I'll try and do both. But the main thing is to go there and stick my head down and, and you know, and give it a hundred percent and try and come out there with a win. Obviously MVP is like a bonus thing. That's not something you're worried about. You just want to chip in and put as many points on the board for the team as possible and give it your all. And that's what I'll be looking to do. So, you know, hopefully it's a good event. Um, hopefully they show up and give us a good battle. If not, then they're going to get battered and, and it'll be it'll be a, 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 an easy an, e- an easy one if not they put up a good fight and give us a fight and it'll be good for the fans and then we'll have a good and then we'll have a good night on friday night well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Yeah, this is a this is a good place probably to wrap up the podcast. Uh, it sounds like Jason's gonna be getting the first few rounds at uh, the after party, huh? Is that is that what I'm hearing, Jason? I'll, I'll wait. Ara get us them. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'll um, I'll definitely if we win, I'll get you a few drinks. I think it's a free bar anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always Jason's round when it's a free bar. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but listen, I got a goal yeah, meeting. Sam, but got fifteen. Go I got well. fifteen minutes, mate. I got the Team Europe meeting. Yep. Tell well, so, I'm, I'm sure. Nice. I'm sure they're. I'm sure all of Team Europe is watching. They know what you're doing. They they know that this is more important than a, a team meeting. So. Should be no problems there. Yeah, listen. Um, thanks for having me. Um, you know, hopefully um, you'll see another match down the line and we'll get to, to finish the way it should be. But thanks for everybody for the concerns and uh, the nice words. And um, hopefully she'll be good to go in a couple of days and get back to just being normal. And, um, right, you know, like Best I said, I got nothing. I got... 
I got nothing against the pool room either. I felt everybody in the pool room was there. I had a lot of people supporting me in the pool room as well. Um, so it's got nothing really to say against them. But whatever happened, happened. And, you know, glad she's all right. And, and for me, that's that's the end of it. There's nothing really much I can really keep going on about because mm. I just want to forget about it and just move on. You know what I mean? Yep. All of our best wishes, buddy. So, yeah. Yeah. Best wishes. Thanks, Look out for best wishes, Anna. Jay, I'll speak yeah. to you soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Take it easy. I'll see you soon. Bye, guys. We'll use this as an excuse for all of us to get out of here. Uh, Been a pretty long podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. And, of course, uh, even now, please share the podcast. Uh, It's the best way to help us grow and continue to bring you guys all of this uh, action, these these awesome interviews that we've been getting the last few weeks. I think think people have been liking those. We'll probably try to keep bringing people on. And, uh, yeah, the best way to help us grow is to just share the podcast. It's a very easy thing to do, and it gets people out there to, uh, to experience the podcast as well. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be, uh, have our own A block on uh, ESPN someday talking about pool. How awesome would that be, huh? <laughs> and apolo- apologies for my bad language. <laughs> you went, off, you uh, went yeah. off the deep end, buddy. <laughs> oh, <my goodness>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, between uh, you and Jason, oh, my goodness. You get the, you I'm get gonna, I'm gonna go yeah. rewind that. I'm going to go and get that clip out just so that way you're I can have gonna, it at you, all You're time. not going to yeah. get – you're not, you're not going to find yes, many that's blackmail. You're yeah. not going to find many conversations between me and Jay that don't end up with some F-bombs and that kind of stuff getting dropped. So well, I, that to... was the least of what you were talking about, Jim. You were talking about wanking and – Pizza gonna, and Cheeto stains. That was yeah. weird. Well, you know who these people are. These, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have these uh, maggots sitting at home in front of the computer. You know who they we're are. We're gonna do like what they did with uh, that uh, snakes on a plane. You know the, the the monkey fighting snakes on the Monday to Friday plane. We're gonna have to go back and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. We'll see. You. I got All right. Too. All right. We're out of here. All right. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again for watching. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. everyone. Thanks again for listening. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to contribute to the future content that will be made, consider joining the podcast's Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash queue it up. Becoming a Patreon of the podcast will help to create all of the future content that the podcast will have. Special shout out to Dave Peters, Aaron Taylor, Pete Silsby, Morgan Lupton, Ben Young, Robert Miller, Andy Morse, and Bill Pelham for your generous contributions to the podcast's Patreon. If you ever need any more information on what the Patreon system is or how you can contribute outside of the Patreon, please reach out to the podcast or Nate himself. If you would like to contribute to the podcast for free, consider sharing any podcasts or the podcast page on Facebook itself. Also, leaving a review and a rating if you listen through iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Cue It Up podcast.